Amen. Uh, thank you, Zayla. I think Zayla and Charlie are actually in Houston this weekend, uh, picking up their missionary children from Kenya, if I have that right. So, blessings upon them. Well, as we've already been talking about a little bit, Easter is not just a day. Uh, it's a season, the Easter season. Uh, the great 50 days that begin on Easter Day and end on Pentecost Sunday, which will be in late May this year. And so we thought we would start a sermon series throughout Easter season based on the book of Acts. And our sermon series, uh, as you can see, is called What Now? What Now? Um, becoming a Resurrection People. What now? Becoming a Resurrection People. He is risen, the angel says. Okay. What now? What now do we do? And what kind of people should we become? I think the apostolic church and the New Testament trying to figure out the answers to those two questions is um, pretty much what the entire book of Acts is all about. He is risen. Okay. Great. Now what? What do we do? What kind of people do we need to become? Uh, if I had a subtitle for today's sermon, it would be Easter in Motion. Easter's not just a day. Easter's not just an event. It's not even just a season, but a movement. The resurrection in action. Jesus on the loose. The Holy Spirit at work in the world. Now clearly, Easter is on the move in this fourth chapter of the book of Acts. And here you have this little vignette, if you will, towards the end of chapter 4, in which uh, it's entitled, The Believers Share Their Possessions. And so it's really quite amazing when you stop and read this slowly. It's, it's like it's describing the golden age in the history of the church. It talks about how great and powerful unity is present. All the believers were one in heart and mind. Let me, let me read that again, okay? I want you to really hear that. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No church fights? Wow. Uh, there is great and powerful generosity among them, right? That uh, no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything that they had. That must have been the best pledge campaign ever. Right, Jim? Yeah. Amen. There we go. Okay. Great and powerful worship. Powerful preaching and testimonies and witness. And great and powerful outreach. There was no needy persons among them. Wow. Right? Chandler, this is what you have to aim for. Right? No needy persons among us. Great and powerful grace. Much grace was upon them all. That sounds awesome, right? No church fights over the color of the carpet, right? Amen? Sounds like a perfect church, right? Ever been in a perfect church? Me neither. 
ever. Huh? I love the church. I would probably take a bullet for the church. I have contemplated leaving the church several times. Okay? It's not Jesus that makes us stumble. It's Jesus' people that get in the way. Right? Well, the first church that is just described here, it turns out they're not that perfect after all. And how do you know? Well, I had a seminary professor who said, um, good biblical interpretation is based on three words. Context, context, context. And so what's the context of this story? Well, uh, right before it, in that chapter 4, the apostles have been thrown in jail for the night by church leaders. (laughs) Um, They have to appear before the Sanhedrin. They're, they're doing something new, and they're doing it outside of ecclesiastical authority and institutional guidelines. This is not the way we've always done it, is the basic issue. And then right after is this story about Ananias and Sapphira, who lie about their pledge. And it turns out to be deadly, both literally and figuratively, for the church. Lying? In the church? Wow. You keep reading on in Acts and and you realize that they are slow to believe that when Jesus said all, he meant all. That when Jesus said all nations and all people, he really meant all nations and all people. And so they they struggle with this this so much that in chapter 15 they have what's called the, the Jerusalem Conference. It's basically a denominational meeting to decide if Jesus really loves everyone or not. Or does Jesus just love people like us, but clearly not people like them. The church, the New Testament church, the apostolic, apost, ugh, apostolic, there we go, sorry. The apostolic church argues with one another. They're slow to understand certain things. They're not always courageous. And if you read Paul's letter, particularly 1 Corinthians, sometimes they are just flat out crazy and off the rails. And yet, in spite of all this imperfection, they are amazing. They are incredible. They are on fire. They are transforming and being transformation for others. They are doing miraculous, amazing things, turning the world upside down and spreading all over the Roman Empire in a little more than one generation. You know why the church isn't perfect? It's full of human beings. But that is exactly the good news for all of us. We need forgiveness. We need a cross. We need resurrection. We need power. We need grace. We need Easter on the move. And by a miracle of grace, we do have all of those things. Everything we need to be amazing. Friends, let's be clear here. This is, this is not a story about a church that behaves very well. It's a resurrection story. This is not a story of people who say, let's see what we can do. If we just work harder and, and our work smarter, it's a Holy Spirit story. 
This is not a seven ways to increase your church attendance seminar or $100 off if you pre-register online ahead of time story. It's a miracle story. And we need to make sure that we really get this. This is a story of people like us who allow themselves to be caught up in this Easter story. It is God's story and God is using them to create an amazing story. It's a, it's a Zayla coin story. Zayla, who is a preacher's kid and has been sitting in a church pew pretty much her whole life, but the Holy Spirit comes and suddenly she is so full of joy and on fire. I called her. I said, Zayla, would you come to the church? Let us just video you giving you your witness. And I, she said, well, I don't know what to say. And I said, well, you know, talk about the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. And then she starts talking to me on the phone. And she's talking and talking and talking about all these things. And it's amazing. And she's on fire. And God is so good. And I'm like, that's it, Selah. That's all I want you to do. Come be you. And it'll be your witness. It's a Vadina Brown story who... We did her funeral yesterday. Vadina, who as a child, from her childhood on, had so many medical problems and issues that she had over 21 surgeries over the course of her lifetime. And maybe we wouldn't have blamed her much if she had blamed God, if she cried out, if she'd chosen to be bitter or angry. But instead, her very favorite verse was from Philippians, I can do all things through God who strengthens me and became in her own way an inspiration to others. Easter on the move. When I came to this church, particularly that first year, there was just all kinds of things that kept happening. And I, I just kept thinking, somebody's praying. I just kept thinking, surely the Holy Spirit is in the neighborhood. Because I could see that God was doing something. It wasn't me. It wasn't us. It was God doing something through us. The Holy Spirit was in the neighborhood. Easter was on the move. A story was unfolding. That first year, there was a lady. Her husband was in... ICU on life support and he got to the point where they said we have to we have to go ahead and take him off life support and so she and I were there in ICU and some members of her Sunday school class and we gathered around and we prayed and I anointed him with oil and I leaned over and I whispered in his ear I said go be with Jesus now and immediately, he took a long, deep breath and exhaled and passed away. And so we gathered up. And we're walking down the hall, and I'm walking beside this woman who just watched her husband die, who's now a widow. And I didn't know what to say, and I didn't say anything. And, and we're walking down the hall of the hospital. And she says, is this a great church or what? And I was like, yes, yes, 
Yes, what a story. What a thing that God can do even in the worst of times. What government program can pull that off? Huh? What seminar can make that happen? The Holy Spirit is in the neighborhood. Easter is on the move. And amazing things happen. Rick Warren, who uh, years ago wrote The Purpose Driven Church, uh, he said the work of the Holy Spirit is like surfing. And Rick Warren lived in Southern California. And he said, uh, you can't make the waves. It's not in your power to make a wave. He says a really good surfer, though, knows how to spot the good waves and ignore the ones that aren't going to work very well. And so a really good surfer is the one that can identify the wave and then just hang on. But it's God doing the wave. And so maybe that's just part of it is just help us to see the right wave and help us to hang on. So um, I was uh, standing, I was at home. I'm standing in the middle of the room, got a cup of coffee, and I'm staring off blankly into space, which is a part of my sermon writing process, okay? <laughs> and Brenda walks up, and she said, what's the matter? And I said, I don't know how to end this sermon. And she said, well, that's just it. There's not an ending. We're still in the middle of the story. It hasn't ended yet. And I thought, that's a great ending. <laughs> the no ending ending. That's it. I don't know which of us graduated from seminary, but. I guess, church, what I hope that you will receive into your heart. Is that, first of all, you are a part of the story. I mean, just you being here today, just you getting up and coming here today is proof that you're in the story. And maybe it doesn't feel like it, but you're still in the story. Maybe things are not going well now, but you're in the story. Maybe your spirit feels as dry as the desert, but you're still in the story. You have a story and you're in the story. And your story has not ended yet. The prince of darkness may try to slay us. But even if he does, our story has still not ended. Because the light cannot overcome any amount of darkness. We're still in the story. Amen? Amen.